Hey friends, Emma here. It's Tuesday, June 21st. Welcome to the Missions Changed My Life show by Global Hope India with your host, Kevin White. This is the podcast where we say yes to God's call to finish the task of the Great Commission. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin is a best-selling author, international speaker, and global brand publisher. He's founder executive director of Global Hope India and the CEO of Spirit Media. As a serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of churches, businesses, and nonprofits throughout the world. Before starting today's episode, Kevin asked me to make sure you've heard about The Writers Club with Kevin White. Kevin just finished writing his third book in three years. He can help you write your first or next book. The Writers Club with Kevin White is a weekly small group via Zoom with writers for accountability and structure through coaching and collaboration. Learn more at spiritmedia.us. That's spiritmedia.us. Okay, now here's your host, Kevin White. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Missions Changed My Life. I'm Pastor Kevin White, founder and executive director of Global Hope India. And we are so excited about today's show. We have one of our partners in India, Pastor Pragam from Naga Christian Fellowship in Pune, India with us today. Pastor, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Gavin. Yeah, so good to have you on the show today. If you're watching on YouTube, you can actually see us, and we welcome that. If you're listening wherever podcasts can be heard, we are so thankful to have you listen in. Please, regardless, we invite you to subscribe, to like, and to leave comments. We would be very grateful for your engagement with us. Today's episode is going to be a devotional by Pastor Pagam. We are asking him to share the word with us, to share what God has placed on his heart for you and for me. And I am sitting on the edge of my seat in anticipation for the word of God. I hope you are as well. And so let's put our hands together and let's welcome Pastor Pagam as he shares the word of God with us today. Pastor, please share with us. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Pastor Kevin, for giving me this uh, wonderful opportunity. And I want to bring greetings to all of you from Naga Christian Fellowship Pune. And I'm glad to be here uh, being part of this um, devotion and to share excited, more excited because of the privilege that I have to share from the Word of God. Before we uh, pray and begin, our devotion i want to i want to read the text for our meditation that is from the gospel according to john john chapter 4 verses 31 to 34. in the meantime his disciples urged him saying rabbi eat but he said to them i have food to eat of which you do not know therefore the disciples said to one another has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. This is the living word of God. Shall we all uh, look to God in prayer? Hallelujah, mm. hallelujah, hallelujah. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts 
be acceptable unto thy sight, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Mm. Amen. Amen. Today, as uh, you already know, that I'm going to share from John chapter 4, and I read only a few verses for us. But I want all of you to keep your Bibles open because we are going to uh, look at this chapter 4 as a whole, uh, the entire chapter. Well, recently I came across an article written by Avery uh, Rimmeler uh, based on John chapter 4, verse 4 to 30. There the emphasis of that article was on the encounter of Jesus and the woman at the well. This morning, uh, we want to study the entire chapter, that is John chapter 4, emphasizing on Jesus' approach to life, particularly in this journey from Judea to Galilee. The title for our meditation is The Journey to Galilee. I hope as we journey along with the Jesus and his disciples with submissive heart, we will learn some spiritual truths and we will be encouraged. Let's uh, look at this chapter 4 verses 1 to 26. And the point for our meditation is this, the first point, the encounter of Jesus and the woman. Well, the preceding chapter, that is chapter 3, Gospel according to John, chapter 3, in verses 22 to 36, help us understand this portion of the text. Jesus' decision to leave Judea and to go to Galilee stemmed from his own success in winning disciples. When we look at this uh, portion of the text. Now the success attracted jealousy among John's followers and also provoked questions among the Pharisees. Hmm. Therefore, in order to avoid being drawn into a controversy over baptism at this stage of his ministry, Jesus left Judea for Galilee, according to verse 3. It is said that the shortest road from Judea in the south to Galilee in the north went through Samaria. It is said that the shortest road from Judea in the south to Galilee in the north went through Samaria. The distance was just about three days journey while that road, which was often avoided by Jews those days because of the hatred in between them and the Samaritans. They would go around Samaria along the Jordan River just to avoid. Now the Jews hated the Samaritans and considered them to be no longer pure because when the northern kingdom was exiled to Assyria, King Sargon repopulated the area with captives from other lands. The intermarriage between these foreigners and the remnant Jews happened or took place. This fact made them impure in the sight of the Jews from other regions. Jesus, although was a Jew as a human, while he was also fully divine, he chose the road less traveled, literally and metaphorically speaking. And he and his disciples arrived the city called Sychar. Now, while his disciples entered the city to buy food, Jesus remained resting near a well, Jacob's well. He was obviously tired because of the long journey and as uh, fully human, he was 
was probably hungry and thirsty as well as it was noontime. The sun probably was scorching. At that very moment, a Samaritan woman came to fetch water. And this encounter of Jesus and the woman at the, at the well is stated as monumental encounter by Remiller. Yes, that encounter is was monumental because it was not a random meeting. It was a plan by God. To cut the long story short, Jesus asked water from the woman and interacted to the surprise of the woman herself and later to the surprise of the disciples. Jesus took the woman in conversation from the physical need of water to the spiritual need of the living water. And we know the rest of the story. This very encounter depicts Jesus' mercy and love for the woman. The woman was desperate for satisfying life and unending grace, and this encounter changed her life forever. Then she told her story to others about the living water found in Jesus. Now, no doubt, this side of the story depicts Jesus' mercy and love for that woman then and for us today. Jesus' love and mercy for us today. It also depicts how his mercy and love made an impact upon the woman and turned her from outcast into a storyteller, social influencer. But the other side, let us look at the other side. The other side of the story of Jesus' journey is as important or maybe more for us today as ministers of the gospel entrusted by our Lord Jesus. This side of the story depicts the priority in Jesus' life and how this priority shaped the course of his earthly life's journey. And this takes us to the next point. Jesus' priority was to do the will of his Father. Verses 27 till 54. Jesus' priority was to do the will of his Father. This part of the text begins, interestingly, interestingly, with the return of the disciples to their amazement to see their master talking to a Samaritan woman. But they did not say anything about it. This reveals that despite having the privilege to be with the Savior of the world, they did not understand his mission. That's why they were amazed. They, didn't, they did not dare to say anything to Jesus, but they were like, why? And how come Jesus is speaking to the woman? Samaritan, that is also the mission of his earthly life, which was supposed to inspire his disciples, them, see, to set the course of their entire life and not just their journey to Galilee. They had no clue. They did not understand. Now, by this time, the gospel seed sown to one individual, Jesus had sown to one individual, that, that woman, was in the process of multiplying and getting the return of 100-fold, like Jesus himself promised in Mark chapter 10, verse 29 to 30, for those who leave for the sake of, for the, sake of the gospel, their parents, their house, whatever. Now, Jesus' sight was set on the field that was ready for harvest. 
because it was his priority. So when his disciples urged Jesus to eat in this text, to eat the food they brought for them and for him, he replied this, verse 32, I have food to eat of which you do not know, which you heard me reading before the sharing begin, began. Now, when the disciples were perplexed and was thinking whether somebody uh, gave food to their master in their absence, Jesus explains, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Verse 34. We do not know whether Jesus ate the physical food or not. All we know is that Jesus helped them understand the purpose of their lives as his disciples and that even as they continue their journey, they must not forget, see, the ultimate purpose of life, their ultimate purpose. The logic here is that the priority of the disciples cannot be different from their master because the master called them for the same purpose, not for anything else. And it is reminded here when he said, when Jesus said, Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. Verse 35b. It was like, hey, disciples, remember you are not going from place to place for nothing. You are in this journey with me to do the will of him who sent me. Our journey is a part of God's eternal plan of salvation for mankind. We see this whole picture from verses 34 to, 34 to 38. Then the following verse, then begin, the beginning from verse 39, the following verse, the man on the mission began to see the fulfillment of what Jesus just explained in verses 34 to 38. Many Samaritans of that city believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus means they receive salvation. And they receive salvation through that woman at the well. And also because they heard Jesus himself speaking to them. They confessed Jesus as Christ, the Savior of the world. And they even urged Jesus to stay two days with them, to which Jesus obliged. Verse 39 to 42. You, you see all this. Now the race of the verses, beginning from uh, verse 43, gives account of Jesus and his disciples' entry to Galilee, where they were warmly welcomed. Then Jesus arrived to Cana of Galilee, where he had met the water, wine, his first miracle uh, in verse 46. Here again, in this place, a noble man implores Jesus to come down and heal his son, who was sick at the point of death. Jesus heals the boy. Then the noble man, the father of that boy, and his entire household believed him. This work was indeed the will of the Father who sent him. Hallelujah. Yeah. While Jesus prioritized 
the spiritual things over the physical things, Jesus also, also beautifully maintained balance in between meeting the physical need of the people and their spiritual need. It is like in our context. Say yes to vaccine or vaccination. At the same time, praying for safety. Now, coming to the concluding part of our devotion. As we journeyed along with Jesus and his disciples from Judea, Dil, Galilee, we have learned about the priority of Jesus' life and which must be ours as well. We have witnessed how Jesus presented the gospel to the Samaritan woman. We have also witnessed how she became instrumental to bring many others to Christ. We have also witnessed how Jesus brought salvation to the noblemen or the officials of the Roman government and his entire household. These details speak volume that the gospel is for all. It teaches us that the gospel must cross boundaries, not only geographical, but social boundaries as well, like Jesus did. The gospel was indeed presented to the outcast, the Samaritan woman then to other Samaritans, then to the noble man of Cana. And John also mentions in chapter 3, verses 1 to 21, about Jesus bringing the same gospel to the respected Jewish teacher. The gospel is meant for everyone in the world. There are people whose worship is confined to some particular sports, where some statues or objects are placed. See, we have heard from the Samaritan woman that we worship on this mountain and you worship, you Jews worship in Jerusalem. Like their conversation, there are people whose worship is confined within some buildings, whatever they're called, temple, mosque or church, etc. Jesus knew that both who insisted that the exclusive place of worship was Jerusalem and who set up a rival worship site on Mount Gerizim needed the gospel. Like in our Lord's early days, today we have bought biological Christians, so-called Christians, but who do not have personal relationship with Christ. And others, we may call them unbelievers or whatever, who are in need of the gospel. Jesus was responsible towards both the parties because his food was to do the will of God who sent him. In one of the sermon, sermons delivered by led Billy Graham, he pointed out three things that are unchanging. The nature of God. God says, I'm the Lord, I change not. Malachi 3.6 God is unchanging in holiness, in judgment. He is unchanging in love. He loves everyone, every race, tribe, and every generation. The second point he pointed out was the word of God is unchanging. Right. And I want to bring this. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Go and make disciples of all nations remains unchanging. It is still valid. The third point he mentioned was human nature has not changed. He went on to say the nature of God and the word of God will never change and do not need to change. But humans need to change. And in order to make change, takes place 
one needs to repent and believe. And in order for them to repent and believe, they need to hear the good news. Romans chapter 10 verse 14 asks us today, how can they hear without someone preaching to them? So in order for them to repent and believe, they need to hear. And in order for them to hear, someone needs to preach. As it was Jesus' burden to tell them that God loved no matter who they were, a Samaritan outcast, a respected Gentile, or a learned Jewish teacher. Today, it must be our burden to tell our generation that God loves us. It is our duty to present the gospel that makes people repent and believe with the help of the Holy Spirit, of course, which brings forth a spring of water welling up to eternal life. As we have read in chapter 4, verse 14, the gospel according to John. Therefore, I encourage everyone present here to continue doing what we have been doing. If you have been involved intentionally, in making Christ known to the world. Sometimes our journey can be as tough as our Lord's journey and His disciples' journey. Distance far, the road rough and the sun scorching, sometimes hungry and thirsty. Still, may our main food that sustains us remain doing the will of the Father. May the good Lord continue to speak to us and encourage us. Thank you once again for your uh, time. And thank you so much, uh, Pastor Kevin, for the uh, privilege. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Pastor. What a great word and a very timely reminder that the gospel is for all. God does not change and the word does not change. And so far, human nature has not changed. What a great exhortation to me and to the church. Thank you for your word. I would love for you to just pray over everyone in the audience before we end the show. And just just a, a prayer of faith that we would receive this word, that the, the gospel is for all. It should change how we pray. It should change how we greet and uh, relate to our neighbors. It should change our vision of of how we live our lives and certainly how we respond to God's call to go. So will you pray over us, please? Yes, yes. Thank you. Let us look to God in prayer. Dear God, our loving Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you to you for this wonderful opportunity of coming together virtually. Pray for one another. I take this privilege to pray for GHF family, pray for uh, the partners, pray for everyone who have listened to the message that has come through your servant. Father, thank you for reminding us today that your word is unchanging, that you are unchanging, and that Lord Jesus himself, our Lord and Savior, set his priority to bring the gospel to every individual he, he has encountered. 
and his intention and his uh, and his focus was to reach out to people irrespective of their social economic background and lord he also taught us through the journey from judea to galilee that the gospel must cross even the geographical boundaries for to help us to know the importance of spreading the good news to the world thank you father for reminding us today and i pray over everyone who are in this show that you will help us lord and always motivate us to be consciously part of the proclaiming community i pray that lord you will help us to remain in intentional to make christ known to the world all of us may not be able to uh, preach and teach because we have different giftings but lord we can be all involved through giving through praying through encouraging father help us to be part of this eternal plan of god for the salvation of your people thank you father may you help us to be receptive and help us lord to do what you want us to do in jesus most blessed name with thanksgiving we pray amen 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 thank you so much pastor thank you and thank you everyone for joining us on the show i pray that you'll take these words from john chapter 4 with you this week that you'll continue to allow god to speak and that your eyes would be open to everyone the gospel is for everyone and that you and i are god's plan a to get that gospel to everyone god doesn't have a plan b you and i are it and it doesn't i'm not saying that to pressure you I'm saying that to commission you in the power of the resurrection to go forth and to allow missions to change your life. We'll see you back next week on Missions Changed My Life. God bless you all. Three billion people still have limited to no access to know about Jesus. Three billion people is a lot of people. A human chain of three billion people could extend to the moon and back three and a half times. One of those billion calls India home. That's one billion people who are facing death without knowing Jesus. Global Hope India has been empowering Christian churches throughout India as they provide access for all people to know about Jesus. Learn more at globalhopeindia.org. That's globalhopeindia.org. Thank you for listening to the Missions Changed My Life show by Global Hope India with Kevin White. Don't forget to visit spiritmedia.us for the Writers Club with Kevin White, a weekly small group via Zoom with writers for accountability and structure through coaching and collaboration. Visit spiritmedia.us today. Visit kevinwhite.us and join thousands of subscribers to Kevin's free daily one-minute motivation series called Generously Blessed. Kevin's books, Audacious Generosity and Get to the Point are available in hardback, paperback, ebook, and audiobook at kevinwhite.us, worldwide on Amazon, 
Barnes & Noble, and everywhere books are sold. Your five-star review on Amazon will be greatly appreciated. This has been Missions Changed My Life with Kevin White. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program copyright Global Hope India, all rights reserved. Each week, we bring you a message of how God uses missions to bring real and lasting change through Jesus Christ. Join Global Hope India again next week for Missions Changed My Life with Kevin White.